Hey guys, it's Luke. Just wanted to come in before this episode and say that this upcoming Saturday, that's the Saturday when this episode comes out, it's going to be June 19th, I will be participating in a Pride Month charity stream with the members of Project J. We're going to be doing a few different cool incentives where you can uh, interact directly with the stream, and we have a few few different milestones. At $250, I will be shaving my beard live on stream. All of the donations will be going to The Trevor Project, which is a great organization uh, specializing in helping LGBT uh, youths. So if that interests you at all, that's going to be on the Project J Twitch channel this Saturday, June 19th, starting at 7 p.m. And we would love to see you there. Thanks. just found out the truth about your parents what do you do rose's eyes widen reasonable and she just she just collapses to the floor well, not necessarily collapse but she goes down onto her knees her legs just can't hold her and she keeps reading the line over and over again as this happens, Blue, uh, you've been having this telepathic conversation with Steve, and you see that his gaze goes from you over to Rose. Okay, I follow. I follow his eyes. You see Rose sinking to the ground. Okay. Do I see the date or date range on the like on the spine of the book or something like that? You, okay, you see kind of like, you know how like uh, in a tightly packed bookcase when you pull out one book, the other books kind of like topple and shift a little Mm -hmm. bit. You see that and you see that it is about 10 years ago is kind of what you can pick up and that you see that the date was, you know, then. Okay, so at that point, everything clicks, you know, Rose's last name her mysterious, you know, mysteriously dead parents, the book she's pulled out, and it all just clicks in a moment. And I think, um, I like look at Jin to see if she's noticed, because I don't know how Jin will react to this news. And also, I'm gonna kind of move toward Rose, because I also have experience in, you know being kind of yeah. mm. uh, I think now that you've like moved like not like all the way across the room but a good like 15 feet over towards like people are taking notice of the movement so what do the rest of you do as you kind of see 
now maybe you didn't notice it at first, but Rose is going to the floor and Blue is going over. I mean, I think Molly would rush over to Rose just out of concern. Oh dear, what's what's wrong? Are you okay? I can't. I can't. I. 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 And she just hands the book to to Molly and just doesn't say anything else. Molly, you read the same sentence of. On this day, Timothy, Timothy and Clarissa Wright, inventors of the Arad bomb, died a legacy of chaos and destruction in their wake. Now, would Molly have any reason to know like that those were her parents' I, names? I, I don't think... I think you know Rose's last name, so I think maybe you might pick that up, but you definitely know what the Arad bomb is, so... Yeah. Oh my goodness. And and you had no idea? I knew my mother and father died. I didn't know what they had done before doing so. Jen walks over. I just... I just... To know that they were the ones that did this. What does what what it say, Molly? Her, her parents created the Arad bomb. But Rose, do we know for sure, know what their in- intentions were? My parents were good people. At least to me. I don't think that they would have wanted death. They wanted positivity in life. Perhaps they were trying to help humanity. Because it was all during the war. But they taught me that lives, a life was like the stars in the sky, shining even after it burns out I don't I don't know I just think that explains what happened to me a bit more too hmm Molly just puts a a hand on her shoulder um and I guess she kind of she doesn't want to ask her for a hug but just wants to let her know that she's there if she wants to. Rose will just sort of pat Molly's hand as opposed to anything else. And she gets up off the ground and just walks over to Steve. Uh, Steve kind of like he's been looking at you this whole time and the closer you get you know he's keeping eye contact as much as he can why 
she sort of generally asks him, why is this balance? Why must this balance be the balance that we follow? You don't see a reaction. When he doesn't react, she just leaves completely, just heads back to the the room. Um, yeah, that's fair. Anna would go after her, but she has one thing she wants to try to clear with Steve. Um, I think in this moment, Don Bringer actually follows Rose out. But, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Anna. Okay, so, as I establish in my backstory... Anna did a lot of religious study after she escaped the Underdark. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like she would have a knowledge of most gods and religions when it comes down to it. And so, yeah. like, Anna's going to try to do a religion check to see if she can figure out what deity it was exactly that possessed or at one point possessed Steve. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead and give me, uh, rel- let me think, um, religion check, yeah, yeah. Okay. That is a 17. Okay, yeah, with a 17, um, do you know that, like, depending on people's viewpoints there's a few there's like you've got it narrowed down to a few gods that it could have been um there is uh and some of these are going to be like actual D gods some of these are going to be ones that i made up people said please don't you know just be nice uh there is the goddess of fate who you know as istus um that is one possibility uh, there is the god of time, uh, Cronus, and then there's also the the third god that you're not entirely sure on this one. Like it'd be a stretch, um, but it is the like the god goddess. There's not like a, like gods and goddesses aren't gendered, but um, this deity uh. N- that is in charge of like continuation um and you like they're not really talked about much in like the research that you've done uh but you vaguely remember that uh like Tolthime was their name T-O-L-T-H-I-M-E yes yeah Anna does remember that yeah it's like very vague memory but it's there okay um so one more question can i tell if the deity is still within steve or not um that would take some magics to figure out okay i'm gonna take a wild chance here then yeah do it anna's going to cast a new spell that she just got called hallow 
So oh, read me what this does. I want to know. You touch it's a point a and inf- person. you touch a point and infuse an area around it with holy or unholy power. The area can have a radius up to sixty feet, and the spell fails if the radius includes an area already under the effect of a hallow spell. We don't have one right now. Spell fails. The affected area is subject to the following effects. First, celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead can't enter the area, nor can such creatures charm, frighten, or possess creatures within it. Okay. Any creature charmed, frightened, or possessed by such a creature is no longer charmed, frightened, or possessed upon entering the area. You can exclude one or more of those types of creatures from this effect. So basically... Well, let me finish this first. Second, you can bind an extra effect to the area. Choose the effect from the following list or choose an effect offered by the GM. Some of these effects apply to creatures in the area. You can designate whether the effect applies to all creatures, creatures that follow a specific deity or leader, or creatures of a specific sort, such as orcs or trolls. When a creature that would be affected enters the spell area for the first time or a turn or starts its turn there, it can make a charisma saving throw on the success. The creature ignores the extra effect until it leaves the area. So, in a way to... So here's, here's the um, extra effect I'm going to add on it, which is tongues. Affected creature can communicate with any other creature in the area if they don't share a common language. I'm going to try to talk to Steve. And here's the thing. I can tell if the deity still possessed within him because if I cast this thing, he's going to be flung out, essentially, because he won't be allowed within this space. <laughs> so here's... Oh, oh this is going to... Oh, this is going to do a lot more than you even thought, bud. All right. How Sheesh. how big is the range? 60 feet. That okay, you are choosing okay. On cast, as you said, celestial beings get flung out. Yes. Well, they no, well like cannot, or like they are they, they, cannot, they can't they can't enter the area. So if I cast it, once it starts to expand out, essentially Steve will just be forced to a corner or something. But yeah. Jin, make a constitution saving throw. Can I cast a spell first? Or... No, wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing. I can... Uh Uh-uh. I was gonna say. (laughs) You can... Okay. I can choose any creature... Okay, so I can choose creatures that would not be affected by it. I knew you were gonna bring that up, so I'm gonna say Jin's not affected by it. Is it creature like if you say creatures? I mean like it says yeah. specifically elementals, which would be a genasi. So it said you can exclude one or more of those types of creatures from this effect. I'm excluding genasis and elementals. Okay. okay, but hear me out a little bit. Narratively, I'm kind of curious to see what might happen. Like, am I just gonna get thrown back or are we gonna learn something a little bit more? I don't know. So part of me wants you to like <laughs> forget to God? exclude me. Like I'm down to just let, like, a fun narrative thing happen and see what happens. But if Anna wouldn't let that happen, then don't do it. I don't think Anna would know the spell well enough that she wouldn't let Jin just be thrown somewhere, essentially. (laughs) Right, but but would, would Anna think to just exclude Jin from this spell? Yeah, I think so. Like, would she, you have, okay. Okay. Not the thing is, they're not. Uh, well, let's see. It makes it so. It. I'm. Exclu- I'm excluding Jin from the option of getting thrown out of this thing or whatever. That's the only thing. Jin will still be affected by the tongues effect. 
Okay, then yes, Jan, I still need you to make a wisdom saving throw instead. But goof. Okay. Interesting. Okay, I'm this gonna, is really cool. I have cast this spell officially. <laughs> That's a seven. Um, As you cast this spell out, you see just like this like ambient uh, like black and white light uh, emit from Anna and it starts directly where she's at and then goes out further and further. And as it starts to approach Steve, you see Steve at first start to walk backwards in like fear. Like you legitimately see fear in his eyes until eventually it catches up and he is pinned into the corner of this cage. Now, Jin, you feel an effect. You were not pushed or pulled, but you feel something happen within you. Something has changed within me. Something is not the same. Um. All right, Anna. Jin is high defying. <laughs> All right, Anna. All right. So doing? is is Steve? Did you say he was pushed out to the corner, or he is in this like the very edge of this? He is in area? the very edge of the cage. He's like pushed back, but he's still. He, like, can't move any further, basically. Okay. I'm going to look directly at Steve, and Anne's going to say, Can you understand me? And all of you hear this voice, and yet again, his mouth does not move, but you hear... Yes. yes. What is our next move um at this point you see that the like body that steve is in is starting to shake um and he says if i could could tell tell you i I would i don't need you to go into that much of specifics we're just a little lost right now and we're wondering where exactly we go from here. And that's when he moved this time, yet again, his mouth moves, and he looks you dead in the eye and then says, follow your gut. And we cut to Don Bringer chasing Rose. Uh, do you see kind of, like, as you are walking down the hallway, uh, he is trying to keep up with you, but he is, like, also trying to not raise suspicion and so he's saying rose uh, rose uh, please uh why don't we just go back we can talk in the office don't worry everything's she, fine she's she's still going like still just not not listening she's just storming off rose i no please don't don't leave where are you going rose get get back here why what does any of it matter? It matters a lot more than you are giving credit for right now. Now, if you would please come back to my office. <laughs> ah, your office. Your office. I suppose it is all secret, isn't it? <sighs> Fine. 
I'll follow you. And I'll hear what you have to say. But I, I still don't see how it will matter. He turns around to start walking back to the uh, hidden room um, and says, I'll explain once we get there. Anna. What do you mean by follow our gut? We've been following our gut this whole journey. And you've been doing it right. Can you say the name of a planet, of a solar system, of wherever you think we should go next? I think it's pretty obvious. I think we gotta figure out more about this bomb. He looks at Wind and says, keep going. Okay. So back to we Earth? We figured out... I, I mean, we figured out Rose's parents. I mean, they're dead, but they created the bomb. But, like, Blue, you have associations with, like, creating the bomb, too? Like, what's what's the deal? Um, so Blue was involved with, like, collecting intelligence on the bomb and, like, coming up with countermeasures for the bomb. Like on an equally destructive scale, basically. Um, so in those, like... So they relay that. Yeah, so, like, in the countermeasures and, like, the intel gathering, like, did you figure out where it was created? Was it on Earth? Was it a different place? Like, what... <laughs> I don't know, DM. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So that is actually something you don't know. Uh, you don't know where it was created. Um, but I know about Rose's parents, right? You know, you know who created it. You don't know where, or even like you know the general timeline of when, but you don't have an exact moment when. Um, however, you have a suspicion that you know someone that does. Cool. Yeah, I type that out and send it out. Oh, who, who, you, oh, you, who? <laughs> Some idea. Of, That's a good question. <laughs> Some of your former professors at Paradigm would know. All right. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so we're going to Anura next. I turn to look at Steve. Yeah, if they still live there. I don't know. He, he know. doesn't react. Steve, come on, man. <laughs> you gotta help us out here a little bit. Um, at this point, as you uh, turn around, uh, it, you hear Don Bringer walk into the room and Rose not far behind, and Steve looks and says, Anora right, is the right, right move. And I need everyone to make a strength saving throw. Also, also, whenever, oh, no. whenever Dawnbringer and Ro okay, did only Dawnbringer into the room? I think both of them did. Okay, they both make, they both need to make a. Uh, if they want to resist it, I guess. But like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna get a bonus on their saving throws. I think. It's 
I think it's either plus three or plus five. I can't remember. Yeah, it's, I think it's in the feats. In those features. Okay, so everyone's going to roll a strength saving throw plus three. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, with the uh, hallow spell, uh, Dawnbringer just chooses not to resist it as he walks in. Okay, then he doesn't have to beat a charisma Wait, 15. I need to roll as well? Uh, only if you want to resist the hallow spell. Oh! Oh, I can use oh I can use my cool armor. Oh, I can use my cool armor to add my intelligence to a strength save. So that's actually a fourteen. Okay, a fourteen. I guess she and then what was wait? What was your bonus, Molly? Two, three. Okay, so a seventeen, I guess. Okay, so I'm gonna go around one by one and ask, and I will tell you as it happens what what's going on. Uh, Anna, what did you roll? Nineteen. Um, you are able to stay on your feet. Um, uh, blue. 17. You fall backwards. Uh, no no damage. Yeah. I'm going to use another charge of armor to not fall backwards. Perfect. Uh, Jin. I rolled with disadvantage because Jin's got a lot emotionally happening, so an 11. Uh, then, yeah, you fall backwards. Uh, Molly? You stay on your feet. You do not even <laughs> flinch. Uh, let's see. Next, uh, wind. Uh, fifteen. Uh, you fall backwards. Uh, Rose. Rose doesn't resist because Rose doesn't like. She's not in the 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 point that she should, like would even think of resisting anything. She doesn't know what's going on. So you fall. You fall backwards, and I'm gonna roll for Dombringer. Dombringer also falls. Uh, and you see Steve is now fully, like, he he was, like, minorly shaking before. He is now fully, like, shaking. Like, quaking, cannot stop moving. Like, it, it almost looks like Steve is having, like, a seizure. Like, that much just, like, shaking, cannot control what he's doing. Um, Anna reaches over. Touches the ground and cancels the effect. She got across what she wanted to get across. So, um, okay, as you as you cancel that effect, um, he just collapses to the ground and is still like shaking uncontrollably. Um, there is now this the shaking that is happening to him. You feel as the entire monastery starts to shake. Anna's. What do you do? Anna's gonna go and heal this dude. Heal Steve? Yes. Alright, bud. Um in after we get done with that, I will need everyone to roll initiative. Um Finally! Alright, Anna, so uh you are able to uh you are able to bust into the cage fairly easily. I'm not going to make you roll for that. However, uh, let's make some checks to see if you are able to heal this boy. I'm not going to touch him because all my spells are... Uh, well, one, my healing spell that I'm going to use is ranged, so... Okay. Okay, then yeah. You're able... You don't even have to bust into the cage then. You're able no, to just... I can, I can cast it from... It. I'm going to cast it from 60 feet away, and so I'm going to cast yep. Healing Word just to try to calm him down any if i can okay so that was that was that first level healing word that heals him for 
1d4 plus 3. Yeah, go ahead and roll that. Sure. Okay, he only gets healed for uh, 5 points of damage, but that should be enough to hopefully stabilize him. Um, yeah, as you do that, he, like, he's fully stabilized. No worries about that. Um, now, everyone, I'm gonna just go through and ask initiatives. Let's, uh, so... Oh my god, what is happening, though? We're fighting? Right now, right now, there, <laughs> right, okay, here's what I'll say. Right now, there is no... You guys do not know if there is a present danger right now, but you're rolling initiative, so that should be a good hint. Um, all right, go go down the line, and we'll tell our initiative rolls. Yeah, give me uh, one. I forgot. Um, I rolled. Um, like whoa, the like the woe and wheel. I did that because we got into combat. Like, yeah, she would have done that in the morning. Uh, Wind, uh, what's your initiative roll? 23. 23. Anna. Nat 20, plus 2, 22. 22. 22. Um, uh, uh, Nat 20 is an initiative roll, we'll figure it out. Molly? 18. 18. Dang, you guys are getting those high initiative rolls. Uh, Blue? 18, but I have a higher dex. Okay. Better 18. Okay, fine. Superior so, 18. What's your deck? 18. It's plus three. Otherwise, plus two. I know. 18, I can see it on the thing. Superior 18. Um, <laughs> and Jin? Nine. There's the low nice. one. Nice. There's that rogue. rogue. Oh, that's no, 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 no. This is, the ro- this is the low one. Three. I rolled oh, oh, you wow. stole my thunder. Oh, Come on. Okay, I so... Did. Uh, we are not having a good time with this, out. Rose. That's tapped out more for my sake than yeah. anything. Um, as you guys feel the entirety of the monastery start to shake, um, you actually hear uh, from not too far away from you, like since the doors open, you hear glass shattering. Uh, Wind, you are up first. What do you do? Okay. I guess I'll just start off just dashing to like an open area just to see if i can see what's going on um you are able to dash out into the uh like the area between the offices uh dawnbringer's door is wide open and you are able to see that his the giant like panoramic window that his office has is fractured and that was the glass shattering that you heard just a second ago Okay. The the room is close enough that I would be able to run into it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. with dashing, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you would be with able dashing. To run... I have 120. Just so you are. Aware. Oh, bud, you could oh, run what? downstairs oh. into the garden area. 120. You can run to space. <laughs> with with dashing, so like using my full movement. Yeah, because his speed is 60. Double. I guess. Okay, if you want to, I just okay. learned. Your okay, your base speed can get you from where you were in the uh, the Steve room, as I'll call it for now, it, okay. to the panoramic window, no problem. Okay, I think that's what I want to do, and like look out, see if I can see literally anything. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. We'll say, uh, 
because of the franticness of it, we'll say disadvantage, you know? Okay. Because you're not going to be able to absorb yeah. everything as well. Yeah. Okay, so first was a 14 before bonuses. Okay. Higher, uh, lower was a, is a six. So six plus nine is a... Uh, uh, is 15. I always forget it's like plus insanity. Uh, so yeah. plus nine. Uh, with a 16 plus nine, you were able to look out and you see that uh, it, like, students are to kind of... To be clear, of, it was a 15. It was a 15, 15. total. Yes, yeah, 15 total. That's, yeah. Uh, with a 15, sorry, you were able to look out and see that students are kind of running everywhere. Like, it, it's shaking. Uh, some of it, they're like running to where they know the safe spot should be. They're running towards the, you kind of like into it towards the healing center. They're running towards the library. They're running towards places that they feel like are the safe spaces right now. Um, okay. And I'm just going to run back up. <laughs> Be like, okay. Hey. <laughs> okay. So you, I didn't, uh, I didn't see anything. Yeah. You run back and you tell them, I think you give them like status report. Uh, next up in the order is Anna. Okay, so can Anna assess if it's a magical effect that is currently causing this madness? Oh, um, yeah, I think to do it, do you have like a detect magic or identify? You do from that new feat you took. Oh, I do, yeah. I, I auto have that, so yeah. Okay, so let's, uh... I think with detect magic, that's an action to cast. So this would be like your action. You can still move uh, and do a bonus action, but this will be your action for turn. Um, as sure. you kind of just try to like cast out to assess what the damage is possibly, uh, you definitely read back. There is something. You pick up two classes of magic at once. Celestial magic, like and necromantic can i the reason i'm asking can i pick up uh-huh. what level it's at by any chance oh interesting also I, is it all coming from steve or where is it did you um, say that okay so here's what you detect from like where it's emitting celestial is originating from steve there's also like trace elements of it everywhere, but it is originating and seems to be emanating mostly from Steve. That necromantic magic that you are uh, detecting is from out. You like you can't pinpoint it because it seems to be enveloping everything. It is from everywhere. Okay, so I can't detect what level he's the reason Not, I'm, yeah the reason i'm asking is i was i was wanting to cast a spell magic on my um, next turn obviously but yeah on your I, okay uh yeah i don't i don't think you i don't it think it would work level yeah i it, it doesn't tell you what level uh so i i assume that gods cast higher than a fourth level spell uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's a comfortable yes. Okay. Um, okay. Do you want to move or do anything as uh, for your turn? Yeah, I'm gonna try to get as far back to the other end of the room as I can. I mean, I was already okay. sixty feet uh, away from him at the very least, but yes. 
Right, you're gonna try and get like to the door? Yeah. Okay, you are able to get kind of towards the center of the room. Uh, you are now kind of like huddled back with the uh, with Molly and Blue and Jin, who are all kind of in that area. Uh, speaking of which, we're gonna go to Blue. Okie dokie. With that so, superior 18. Yes. Um. So I don't know what, like, I should be fighting, if anything, because things are just happening right now. Is there a way I can see just, like, out into space? Out into, like, space space? Space space. Just um, to see if something is attacking the monastery, you know? Or maybe can I huh. intuit that something is atta- attacking the monastery without having to run around on their slow little legs? I think... Um, make a... Uh... Oh, what would be a good check for this? Like, investigation, maybe? Oh, yes. I was hoping... <laughs> yeah, because... I, I guess this is to kind nine, of like... Uh, like like assessing the situation and trying Find to the think. danger. Yeah. All right. Well, that's an 18. Because the base roll was a five. I am not kidding about this low, low roll, high bonus thing. <laughs> I mean, 18. Okay. You. Okay. Here's what, here's what I think is going to happen. You know that there is the observatory that is up two levels from here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that is a good place that you could go. You also remember the fact that Rose does have a star map in her pocket at all times. That's true. Um, and then, so could I, so from that investigation, I couldn't tell like what is causing the shaking or like why we're in danger right now. From that, okay, from that investigation check uh, uh, into, like, uh, like as you kind of think about what could be happening, um, you kind of gather the realization that the quaking and vibrating of the monastery seems to be from both the inside and out with a majority oh, cool. of it being from the out. Okay. So it kind of, uh, you're not sure, I don't think you're able to like exactly pinpoint like something's attacking the monastery, but you are able to yeah. gather there is something from the outside that is like either trying to get in or is somehow influencing the inside. Okay. Yeah, I guess. So is Steve like, is he unconscious? Is he... Still just reeling from... Uh, he is still kind of just, like, shaking. You can tell that he is conscious. Like, there is definitely okay. something going on, but... Does he look in a state to answer questions? You can certainly try. Okay. I'm just gonna mentally ask, like, what's... What's going on? In response, you hear eight words in your head. Godhood doesn't doesn't do well outside outside the body. Ah, jeez. Ah, jeez. So... Man, what did Anna do? 
Oh, know. yeah. This is like, yeah. She, okay, here's she the thing. fully here's broke thing. him. Anna's, Anna's spell doesn't allow any celestial force within that area. So if there was something inside of Steve, oh it got... Oh, my gosh. So she's just forcing him. You just exercised She exercised him. Exercised the demons. Well, where did it go? Cotton Eye Joe. The monastery. Joe. We needed to find some pigs or something. Yeah, um... So I think, yeah. Gee, that's tricky. Um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna relay that information to people. <laughs> yeah. Whip out my phone and, and, and send a group text to the group so yeah, they all get I, it. Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> I take out their phone and start texting. Like, what the hell? I think that yeah. I think that works. I think there are a few spelling errors because of the franticness of it. Like auto, autocorrect. It's just like. You know, like you get like, uh, there's ducking godhood everywhere. We have to fix that. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, with that message sent, Molly. Oh my god. So I guess Molly got the text. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if. I... Is there any spell you can do to contain a god in a mortal form? I That'd can't be fucking do that. Brilliant. <laughs> Listen, I'm level nine. I can't do that. Anna might have something. Oh, I was just gonna try and calm emotions, but like that, it doesn't seem to be like an emotional problem. It seems yeah. to be some kind of Tempering just like God instability. Problem. Yeah. Just God problems. It's just God, God problems. problems. Hashtag. Oh, shit. Hashtag God problems. Um. And then, like, it's not like I can even really cast Sanctuary, because I don't know who to cast that on. <laughs> That's true. Uh, if you want to, you can uh, delay your turn, uh, because I think something is about yeah. to happen that might help you yeah, make a decision. She's, yeah, she's going to just, uh, I don't know, like, try and think what to do, because she can't see anything yeah. right now. Okay. Other than like just wait for things to fix themselves. Uh, Dawnbringer stands up. Uh, he is struggling to get to his feet, but as soon as he does, he waves his hand in a circle and then brings it back and snaps. Um, all of you feel yourself be lifted, and then dropped, and you are in the courtyard uh you are right uh you are now a floor above uh you're in the courtyard where the library and the healing center are found uh but most importantly uh a floor above you is the observatory you are able to briefly see the outside uh from where you're standing uh but most importantly in front of you you feel a massive shake as something starts growing out of the ground. So, uh, the something that grows out of the ground uh, is next. Uh, it's, you see two giant, like, it looks like hands the size of, like, couch cushions, like, really big, fluffy couch cushions start to push 
as this giant mound of like rotted plant and uh like some animal remnants and some human remnants uh forced together um claws its way out of the ground and stands before you and lets out a massive roar it is then going to swing uh it is going to swing kind of it's like it like forms a fist and tries to hit down uh and it hits for who it thinks is gonna be a big threat dawnbringer um and it Dawnbringer. No. Dawnbringer is able to jump out of the way, but the rest of you kind of like, you don't fall, but you stumble on your feet a little bit. Um, and now he his fist is kind of like stuck to the ground for a second, and then he lifts it back up. Molly, if you want to take your turn now, you can. And then from now on, you'll just be just after the plant. The human animal he... did, so thing. what what did he, he wasn't the plant animal thing didn't attack it it, it tried it to swing yeah it missed everybody yeah it was just okay. trying to swing at dawnbringer and then he whiffed Goliaths are considered human, you know. I would, I, you know what? I'm gonna say it's considered humanoid. It's a few different (laughs) things. It is a transmogrified creation of my own. Anna is literally sitting here thinking, "Don't worry, gang. I got this." Okay. Um. So Molly is just going to uh, cast hold person. (laughs) <laughs> oh hold big person hold big person Oops. <laughs> um so let me see here yeah there's only one there is only one sure here yes so i'll cast it at second level because okay yeah third level is for additional so i'll cast that um tell me what i gotta do you must the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Oh man, this is surprise somebody. Wisdom is not its thing. Didn't think or the rot paralyzed wall would be wise. <laughs> At the end of each of its turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw on a success. The spell ends the target. It ends on the target. Jeez. Oh, well, I dropped that d20. So let me roll the other one. Okay. I'm just gonna say this now. The transmogrified human-plant-animal hybrid has a wisdom score that makes it a negative two. So we're going to see oh. what happens. <laughs> also, what is it? What? How does it... Oh. It's probably your um, spell save DC. Yeah, spell save That's DC. What's, what's, the, what's the number? Oh, it's 15. I see. I rolled a 16 minus two, 14. Oh. 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 Yeah. You see these, like, I, I think this is going to be the coolest thing flavor-wise. These, like, like Molly, like, kind of just, like, puts out her hands in a way that's like, can we stop the fighting in a very Molly <laughs> yeah. fashion? And these bands of light form around this transmogrified 
uh, monster and begin to hold it in place. It is held in place as we go to the one and only Jin Renoko. What do you do? Jin has kind of been semi-catatonic this whole time. Fair. Um, You've had a lot happen. Ever, ever since the book was read out loud and uh, it was revealed that, like, Rose's mom and dad made the Arad bomb, um, she hasn't said a word. She hasn't moved. Like, she's, like, she's only gotten up from when she was knocked down. And she just starts screaming. And she charges this thing and she attacks. Yeah. Roll. Roll for it. Let me hear it. Okay. I'm gonna do my psychic blades. Yeah. Do that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Here's the thing. Is Rat still on the window above us? Yes. Rat jumps down onto her shoulder. Okay. Um, and then, well, here's here's the question. Would it, is it realistic and believable for uh, the rat's help action to help against a giant conglomeration of dead materials? Bud, this is D&D. And I've only read the player's <laughs> handbook, like, once. So I kind of make up rules on the fly. Yeah, that works. Rat also, uses the help action. Place. Yeah. Yeah, it's held in place, so Jin's gonna have Rat to give her advantage, and I'm gonna do a sneak attack hit. And that's on top of my normal attack, right? Do it. Right? Sneak attack is yeah, on top so of the normal? Yeah, so you're gonna roll, okay. you basically just roll to attack, and then if it hits, you'll roll damage and sneak attack damage. 24. Bud, that hits. Excellent. Here is the normal damage. Three plus sneak attack. Oh, five, two, six. Is uh, 24. Okay. So that's 27 damage. That respectable. And then. Oh. Yeah, so she hits it for 27 damage. And then. Honestly, bonus attack on it. Okay. She is, she is just losing it. That bonus attack is only a 12, though. Do I still have advantage uh, because of the thing being hold, held? Uh, I think because it's being held in place, yes, I'll give you advantage on it. Okay, here's second roll. Wow, it's a, it's a 15. Is that any better? It's not gonna do it. I'm sorry, bud. So that okay. second that first attack, though, you hit, and it swings wildly. Something happens. Uh-oh. What type of damage is this? Uh, I'm pretty certain that the psychic blades deal psychic damage. Oh, that's cute. Oh, is it psychic? Yeah, that's her whole thing. Oh. I thought there would have been a slashing element. Or nah. piercing. Nah, that's psychic. Uh, as you, as you, uh, attack, this thing gets hit for all this damage, and you see it physically shrink. The bands of light shrink with it and continue to hold it in place, though. Uh, Rose, it is your turn. Is, I'm assuming Rose is on her feet now, after being picked up in the air and moved. Yes, Rose is on her feet. Oh, she's watched all of this unfold, the attacking and 
slowly well, as as basically Jin is attacking her form starts to change from her feet up to her face she becomes a celestial body <gasps> yes 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 and she takes yes. on the starry form of the archer yes yes oh, yes party. yes immediately after doing so she moves her arms back like she's about to fire an arrow reaches out and sends off a bolt yes of light guiding bolt okay i'm gonna roll two hit let's see if it hits i rolled a 21 to hit that hits okay so six damage uh as you hit this thing it you see rose kind of pull back this arrow and as it flies it goes straight through and it starts to shrink again just little bit by bit these uh chain uh, these like golden bands of light still continue to hold it in place as we go up back to the top of the order so wind um i guess i look at the guys look at our my team mm-hmm. should, I, should i just run up to the observatory what you or do i punch Blue points up. Rose just sh- shimmers brighter for a moment. Whatever that means. Uh, okay. I think we've got this wind. Okay. How So how far is the observatory? You can get there me? with your normal movement. Sheesh. Okay. I want to do some cool running up the wall around the person. Because <laughs> I got to like... do something cool. <laughs> and then I just as run you, all the way up. Yeah, as you, uh, yeah. I feel like you... Uh, Here's what we'll do because I feel like I I feel like Wind would almost want to do a little bit of damage on the way out. Here's, I mean, sure, if I can if I can jump off of his head as, or something. That's what I was gonna say is I think you kind of like <laughs> run and jump off his head and then don't run up the stairs but run up the rail all the way up to the observatory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and just roll what for a, just like a kick. Yeah, I guess that would just be a still an unarmed unarmed strike. Yeah. So. So that's an eight plus nine. So that's a 17. That hits. Okay. So then I roll a D6 plus five. So then how about 10 damage? That. 10 you, jump damage. As you you guys see wind uh, kind of just like sprint and jump up and basically like ballet, like fine toe point, just straight into the head and then go straight up the rail up to the observatory um and yet again you see rules of physics apply here no the rules of physics don't apply uh now wind uh as soon as you get up to the observatory what do you do i'm just looking around seeing what the hell's going on if there's anything up here or if it's just if it just looks the same wind i need you to make a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage with disadvantage Wait, how far away is this? He's like a good 60 feet away right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the lower for a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. It's going to be a 15. Wind, as you look up through the glass ceiling, you see things you've never seen before. You see a black mass 
around the dome of the observatory. You see that this web, the glass has webbed uh, the same way that the uh, panoramic window has, and you see that all at once, this black mass, it seems as if it's like restricting around the observatory. You take... Oof. 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 You take 15 points of psychic damage. Okay. Um. And. I mean, something kind of comes over you. Do you really want to do anything right now? Maybe you should just kind of stay up here. They don't really need you down there. Oh, shit. I think you should listen. Is this similar to being charmed or frightened? I would say it's a little bit similar to being charmed. So can I use my action to end one effect on yourself that is causing you to be charmed or frightened? <laughs> yes! Oh my okay, gosh! So, my, so I'm just like... Ugh. Okay, no, what? No, yeah, I, I, I got my friends. Sorry. Wait, uh, that was dumb. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you uh, idiot. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> you big dark blob, stupid. Um, next in turn is Anna. Okay. So, we've addressed that this thing is made out of dead animals, yes? Yes, I did this just for you. <laughs> so you so <laughs> your honor, are you saying that this thing would be considered an undead creature? Uh, yes, I am saying that. If it pleases the court, I would it like does. I would like to channel divinity. It does. It pleases the court. I'm pleased. And I would like to I'm turn so pleased. I would like to use the action turn undead. Tell me what that does. As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer censuring the undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creatures <laughs> fail at saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until, or until it takes any damage. A turned creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. For so, its action, it can only da- it can only use the dash action or try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. If there's nowhere to move, the creature can use the dodge action. So, so then, we're just stacking checks this thing needs to make. So, it's going to be several turns before it can do anything. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's what we'll do. First of all, you know I need to hear that prayer. All right. <laughs> so it's not necessarily, um... It's you pr- contacting doggy. Anubis, you know? That, yeah, that's true. Dear doggy daddy. All right, no. hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey, Anubis. Yo, newbie. Hey, Anubis. I got one. Be gone. As soon as you say that, you present your holy symbol and these this black light emits and just surrounds the uh, transmogrified monstrosity that it is. And what's the wisdom save? 15. No! Um, in fact, that was a nat one. (laughs) 
So, it is now going to attempt to run away from you on its turn. As much as but it, it can. But it can't, because it's hell. But it can't, unless it succeeds that wisdom save. This <laughs> oh, is we're good at D&D, guys. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Blue! You are now seeing this, like, black light emit surrounding this monstrosity and these golden chain, these, like, golden bands of light holding it down. What do you do? Well, well, DM, I am a simple creature, you know? I'm gonna, uh, shoot it with acid. <laughs> Just take a little can of acid, shake it up, and spray it at it, you know? Yes, I do know. Uh, uh how does it, how do, how do? Uh, I shoot the acid at it, it makes a deck save to try and, you know, dodge it. It's not gonna be able to dodge it. I, it okay. <laughs> And I'm, I'm casting it at third level because I don't have third level spells, but I'm allowed to cast other spells at third level because Artificer is weird. Anyway, it's going to take 64 acid damage. 64. Yeah. Not the number. Not sixty. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is... <laughs> Guys, D&D rules. Which is 14. 14 acid damage. Yeah. Hey, Caleb. Uh -huh. And it's gonna take 64 per turn till it uses a full action to wipe it off. You mean. <laughs> Wait. And it can't oh, do it that. The same amount? Yeah, no, not can. the same amount, the same number of die. Hey, oh, it, okay. It, so it is not gonna be able to do that because even if it escapes that, it has to use its full action to get away from Anna. Hey, Caleb? Yeah. Uh huh. One more thing I forgot to mention that happens when it fails. Uh-huh. So I also have an ability that's coupled with this called Destroy Undead. Oh, never mind. No acid, I guess. When an undead fails its saving throw against your turn undead feature, it is instantly destroyed if its CR is lower than the threshold for your level. What's the threshold for your level? Do you know? One or lower, because I'm above eighth right now. Yeah, no, but it's, it, it's above that. Dang. That'd probably work on a Skellington. Yeah. If yeah, we will see a Sellington in space. So, uh, you oh, hit this thing for 14 acid damage. Uh, yeah. Next up is Dombringer. Does it shrinky? It shrinkies quite a bit. Nice. Uh, next up is Dombringer, who is going to do that same move he did earlier of like that, like move his hand around and snap, but he snaps himself up, just him, up to join Wind. Um, oh, and hey. when he looks down at you and says, there are no stars. Why yeah, can't I see it, the stars? There's like a, a weird mass on the glass. You don't see that? It's like <laughs> moving. <laughs> I'm going to press like my mass against game. this glass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was um, too sober for that party. That was the worst. He... <laughs> That, oh gosh, I don't want to think about that party, but I also loved that party. Um, now, uh, as soon as you say like there's that black mass on the gra uh, on the glass, he just his eyes shoot wide and he says, "Wind." There's only so many ways to put this. We might be fucked, <laughs> and we cut down to the monstrosity. 
it is being held it is being pushed it is being burned so first it is going to try and break the golden bands of light that hold it it fails i can break these cuffs i can't i can't break these cuffs <laughs> not at all <laughs> It is then going to attempt to move to get away from Anna. Oh, wait, no, it can't. Fun. And now it's going to try and, uh, but it's used its action to try and move, even though it couldn't. So it cannot wipe off the acid. <laughs> Give me the acid damage again. Is it Yay. 14 again, or is it? Yeah, I'm going to check if it repeats on each of them. Like, it's instant, and then either on each of its turns or on my turns. I guess its turns would make sense, so they just make sure that- I think its turns makes more sense because it has yeah. to wipe it off, so. Yeah. Roll that ass. <laughs> Roll for it. Oh, 16 this time, folks. Oh my gosh. It's not dead, but uh, do you see it shrinks even more Whereas originally it was huge, now it is, uh, like originally it was like two rusts tall and very bulky. Who? Oh no, <laughs> oh no. Um, now it is about a blues, about, about a blue tall. Um, it has shrunk. <laughs> about one Caleb tall. About one Caleb Burley tall. Uh, <laughs> so which I will not, I won't say not... out loud. It's still not a lower game. CR. It's just as powerful, but it's really small. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> uh, trust me, I've got I've got things for you. Don't worry. Um, however, uh, it is now one Caleb Burley tall, which I will not say out loud because I don't want all of our listeners that might be making sexy jokes about my height to actually know what it is. Um, well, blue is 6'5", so one can only assume. No! Oh, no! I've been destroyed! Um, Ladies of podcast listeners. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and others of podcast listeners. Oh, gosh. Uh, so that is the plant thing's turn. Molly! <laughs> She's just going to like kind of look, I guess, surprised that this the magic worked. Um... <laughs> and then she's gonna get her her sword out. Nice. Well, this can't be too much different from like mannequin practice, right? So she's just gonna <laughs> try and st strike it. Oh so, man. Yeah, it can't be any different than mannequin practice. Go for it, Miss Molly. Okay, so that was a twenty. Yep. Not a, a non-natural twenty. Yeah, that still hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then so that damage. Seven. No, eight. Eight, because it's plus one. And then I'm going to do an extra attack. Nice. So, eight so far. Uh huh. Oh, wait a second. Was it. Am I supposed to be doing 1d10? I forget. Because there's 1d8 plus 1d10. Are you, one and are 1D you holding 10. it? Are you using the sword and a shield? Or I don't think I have a sword and two on. hands. I yeah, I, th I thought because you were it's just. Sword two and hand. two hands. If you're two handing it, it's um, 1d10. Yeah. Because oh, it's like the extra. Um. Yeah, you're sacrificing yeah. protection. Now, okay, what's your what's your base AC? 
Oh wait, if you look on equipment, you should see your shield equipped if it is equipped. I don't. Because I think you have one. I just don't know if you're using it. Oh, it is equipped. Okay, it is equipped. Okay, so that's fine. That's fine. Eight damage. Okay, and then you're doing an extra attack. Okay. Yes. Sorry. This was confusing. You're good. Don't be sorry. And that was another eight. Wait, did you roll? Did you roll attack for the second attack? Oh no, sorry. Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, roll. Yeah, roll to attack the second time. Can I keep that one? <laughs> if it if that was another non at twenty. That I works. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we can keep that damage. So eight damage and eight damage. Total of sixteen damage coming from. Well, good golly, Miss Molly, you're doing a lot. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to do on your turn or? See, I don't know if I want to use Divine Smite and use up another spell slot. I don't know, because I feel like this guy's pretty much stuck, and there's a, the, the mass, the crushing the mass on the glass yeah. that we have to worry about us. later. So, no, I'm done for now. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Uh, next up, Jin Renoko. Jin, in all of her infinite skill and wisdom, is going to attack again with more Psychic Blade. Yeah, you know, that screaming. that seems to be a good thing. Yeah. Oh, I feel like Jane is going to be screaming a lot. Yeah, that's a 25 to hit. That, well, that hits. Excellent. I'm oh, assuming rat you're is... using Rat for the help to get the sneak. That's always the case there, pal. If Rat's with me, I'm getting helped. <laughs> Here is the roll for the attack. That is 8 on the first D6. And then the sneak attack damage is... 23. That is 31 damage. 31. Jin is not That's having a good man. time. Jin is having a great time. No, no, but she's so angry. That's where that's coming oh, from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. I understand. And then uh, I'm going to swing again for my bonus action. <laughs> yeah, because you can do that. Uh huh. The bonus action swing is a nat 20 for attack. Oh, my God. Plus six, okay. 26. So. Don't stop me now. You're going to double the damage. You do not double the sneak attack damage, though. Well, I don't get sneak attack works. for the second. For the bonus action, doesn't get okay. sneak attack. So you're, okay, so you're going to roll and then double whatever you roll. Okay. And then add modifier. And then add so, modifier. Okay, so if it's double, then modifier, then it is six times two, 12, yes. 14. You hit for another 14 damage. Jin is just screaming and slashing and stabbing with these knives. Rose, in your spectral archer form, what do you do? Seeing Jin's rage and her own feelings have tears of stardust falling down her cheeks and all she can do in that moment is launch a guiding bolt at the creature. What does it look like right now? Right now, it has come, it has shrunk from uh, one blue size, which may or may not be the same as a Caleb Burley, the world may never know. Uh, And it has now shrunk to about a wind size. (laughs) Are those those (laughs) tears of stardust anything like drops of Jupiter? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, she's gonna cast 
Guiding Bolt at level 3, I think. Perfect. And we'll see what happens. She rolled, uh, she rolled a 13 to hit. That's probably not uh, that does not hit. So I guess because of the tears, she can't quite see where she's going. Pushes past, and then all she can do is is quickly pull out another bolt, another right. um, another yeah. archer bolt. Sends another arrow flying at it. Yeah. It's oh, twelve. She's just oh, wait. in a in a. I bit just of remembered step. I can do this um, because I think I've only used at least one. Um, anyway. I'm gonna flash of genius that, so add five to that. To the first one. I can one? do that. Um, the first one with me. Okay. No, I, yeah. I mean, we could go back and say it was the first one. I just, did, I just forgot to do it. Okay. Well, we, I, do it. we can say either, it's this one. I don't know. Either one of them would hit. So okay. if you flash of genius, we, I think flavor-wise, first one still misses. That second one we can make hit. Okay. Second one, blue calculated her position. Using the stock. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me roll the d8. Um, so that's an Oh, wait, it's ability check, not attack. Sorry, I lied. Ability check, not attack. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Rose just does nothing because she's. So, Rose, she's... yeah. Uh, Rose, as you fire off into this. Di- fire off, and both of them miss, unfortunately. We zoom out from that moment. And we go out and then we cut up to where we see the observatory in its fullness. We see Dawnbringer standing with wind. And for a second, the whole monastery stops quaking. There is total stillness and silence in the monastery. Before a tendril from the black mass shoots down into the observatory. Thank you.